Hi, I'm Amanda. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of the Best Life Moms Club and hosts of That Pregnancy Podcast. We are two moms with a bunch of kids under the age of three. Five to be exact. And we know firsthand how hard it is to be a mom. So we're talking about all the topics that no one ever talked to us about. And not only is it hard being a mom, but it can be lonely and isolating, which is another reason why we're here to help moms like you know that you're not alone. Now, it's important to know that we are not doctors or medical professionals in any way. So always talk to your doctor or healthcare provider with any questions or concerns about your health or the health of your baby. We are moms sharing our lived experience and talking about all things pregnancy and life as a mom. So let's have a chat. Hello and welcome to That Pregnancy Podcast. This week, we're talking about what we found harder, the third trimester or our first month postpartum. But before we get started, I want to ask a quick favor. If you can, please leave us a review on whatever podcast player you're listening on, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. It will help other pregnant women find us, so hopefully we can be of help to them on their journey too. Thanks, and we hope you enjoy this episode. So, which is harder, third trimester or first month postpartum? Okay, so for me, it would be the first month postpartum. I agree. I absolutely agree. Like, no competition, first month postpartum is definitely, my opinion, the harder of the two time, time periods. I will say, though, like, I need to acknowledge that I am maybe not the best person to, as our listeners know, and you know, um, I'm not the best person to kind of argue the position of a third trimester as I don't make it all the way. I only (laughs) usually make it partway through third trimester. So my experience is maybe a little limited in the third trimester, but I personally agree that first postpartum month is, is more difficult. With the third trimester, like, it is difficult because you are very large. Yep. You are very tired, and some people don't sleep very well. Getting up to pee all the time during the night. I don't know. Did you do that? No, I didn't. So I did the first trimester, I did. And apparently, so first trimester is very common, and then, like, it kind of subsides a little bit, but then it does come back. For me, it didn't really come back. But there was the odd night that I'd have to get up and pee, but wasn't like some women so oh man like it was like clockwork like every two hours every three hours oh yeah for me it might might have been once a night even with the twins yeah I wish no I was up all the time peeing no well and that's a pain and it interrupts your sleep and stuff luckily for me I like to do meditation Uh, I find that meditating would help put me back to sleep even when I was ginormous (laughs) Um, and I used it in the first uh, month postpartum as well, trying to get back to sleep by doing a quick meditation. Huh. But uh, yeah, third trimester, definitely hard. I guess the difference for me is I felt like, especially when I was pregnant with the twins, I could relax in the third trimester a little bit. I could put my feet up. I could just do nothing. And then even when I was pregnant with Caroline, which I actually found it more difficult to be pregnant with one child chasing two than to be pregnant with twins, <laughs> which sounds ludicrous. 
being pregnant with Caroline, I found that I could relax when the boys were in bed or when they were napping. So I still was able to relax a bit more. Whereas when it's first month postpartum, like you are in the throes of it. Yeah. And I would, I would add like, you know, to the additional challenges of, of third trimester, like you, you acknowledge size that you're getting bigger, obviously um, your body as a result of the size is aching. You have a sore back, probably sore hips, your pelvis and your pubic bone could be really sore. You could be having Braxton Hicks, which are helping you kind of practice the contractions. Your feet are swollen. You're on a roller coaster of emo- emotions, some from your hormones, some from like the fear. For me, it was like the fear of the unknown of like, what is going to happen in labor and delivery, especially with, with Freya and being the first time, like that unknown fear of what is going to happen? How am I going to do this? I don't think I can do this. And then struggling, you know, fighting with yourself about all these things. Like I made a terrible mistake. I don't, I can't do this. I forget about it. Um, That was a really big emotion for me of that fear uh, postpartum or sorry, in, in third trimester. But even with all that and said, I still think first month postpartum. Yeah, because first month postpartum is go time, right? So yeah, you got time to to stew about how hard it's going to be and worry during the third trimester. And we all worry. Like I, there were so many times where I'd be like, oh my gosh. And then I would like be like, okay, so I'd have to take my my fear and work myself backwards is what I always do. I always say I'm talking myself off a ledge, right? Because I could go into full panic mode or I can like try to escalate it down. So, um, but yeah, everyone third trimester, especially when you're a first mom, you're like freaking out inside. I remember that fear. And I, I distinctly remember sitting in the backyard of our cottage and there was a group of us, like it was, Peter was there and my aunt and her husband and I remember saying like I my uncle was asking me about you know how things are going what are my expectations for delivery and late like you you know conversations you wouldn't think you'd be having with your uncle or your what your aunt's <laughs> husband um him asking about the hospital and if they still had certain rooms and like a birthing chair and all these different things and and I just said, like, I don't think I can do it. And he, he turned to me and said, you're scared. Every woman is scared, but ultimately you're going to get through it. You're just going to have to suck it up. And it's too late to turn around now. I distinctly remember <laughs> yeah. him saying that to me. And it was just like that reality of like acknowledging that fear and then also acknowledging there's nothing that I can do too late now. Like can't turn back. Baby can't stay in there forever. You just kind of yeah. face that fear. But too yeah. Late. Yeah, exactly. I remember him calling me out on that exactly. It's funny because I remember one night being in bed when I was praying with the boys, kind of freaking out a little bit. And Keith was away on work. So I was all by myself. And I'm like, oh my gosh, can I do this? And I was thinking of all the times that I was like panicked about something that I didn't think I could do and I did it. And so that kind of reassured me that this was another major panic in my life, but somehow I was going to get through it and yeah. you know and and I had organized the support with the twins which we talked about last week but 
uh, third trimester, definitely hard. Uh, but first month postpartum was way harder. Well, what I, was your experience with that? Well, I think like thinking about the first month's postpartum, like you said it perfectly, it's go time. You have a baby who you are now in charge of caring for. So not only are you caring for yourself, but you have your baby as well. So for me, you know, we've talked about this before, how difficult the home hormones are in postpartum mm-hmm. and that struggle. So, you know, hormones just in general and pregnancy and postpartum are difficult, but postpartum hormones are especially challenging because, you know, day three or four, they drop off a cliff and then you kind of plunge, you go from this high of, high of hormones when you're pregnant and then you deliver and then they drop off a cliff literally and you get thrown into like menopausal level hormones. So your body is just so out of whack. So there's the massive changes in hormones that wreak havoc on your emotions and your body. A big one that we talk about all the time is sleep. I don't know if you had like the lack of sleep. Like we, I soul crushing. (laughs) I like, I don't know how, what, how we can say more because it seems like in every episode we talk about poop or we talk about sleep. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, like that to me is a massive struggle. And then, you know, the fight, you've been very open about your struggle and your, uh, attempts to breastfeed and ultimately recognizing that it just wasn't working for you but that's a huge challenge breastfeeding is so hard and I don't think moms especially when it's your first baby realize how hard it is right like did you expect breastfeeding to be as hard as it was oh my goodness um no I did not and I struggled with breastfeeding um and that's something that you went through in the first month postpartum. Oh, I struggled. Right? So I you're struggled, struggling with that. I struggled breastfeeding for the first, with Freya for the first probably three months. And then with Finn, it was four months and six days. Not that I was counting. <laughs> I was counting because it was horrible. Well, and then there was me who was just like, I can't do this. I was becoming... I was, well, especially with Caroline, I was a mess and it just, I knew that either way the baby was going to get fed. So for me, bottle feeding was definitely the right choice. And especially with the twins, like twins are hard and then breastfeeding, which I do know people who successfully breastfed twins. And I think that's absolutely amazing, but it just, I couldn't do it. And I think I, if I had really put that stress on myself I think it would it would have been a disaster so yeah it was a great great call for me but. and then even you know kind of going along with the breastfeeding of of learning how to breastfeed how to hold how to latch the struggle of trying to figure out are they latching there's the stress of are they getting enough like how much are they consuming and mm-hmm. and that stress there's um one thing that I had no idea about, which shocked me when I was learning how to breastfeed, is that when you breastfeed, with, like immediately within your first month of postpartum, is that your uterus contracts. You have u- mm. your contractions because of the nipple stimulation. And so like you're trying to breastfeed and you're wriggling this newborn baby and they're fighting you. And then all of a sudden you're in labor again because you, you can have con- you're having contractions and then 
because of the contractions, your postpartum bleeding increases. And it's just yeah. like this, this melee of all these different things happening at once. And so like that was really hard too. And then I will say those, those postpartum contractions, those uterine contractions, I found them much more painful with Finn than I did with Freya. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Why is that, I wonder? Um, so one of the nurses had said to me, because I was like, oh, I can really feel them. I distinctly remember uh, it was probably one of the first times that I got to try and feed Finn and saying, like, my contraction, like, I can feel the contractions. They're really painful because they were almost taking my breath away. And she said, yeah, they tend to get worse with every baby you have. You're just, you're really, yeah, because your uterus is just stronger in a sense of it knows how to contract, right? Your body has that muscle memory, mm -hmm. um, kind of like when you have a, a, after your first pregnancy, they tend to say you popped earlier and earlier in pregnancy because your body kind yep. of just is more relaxed and just it's stretched and it just knows what it's doing. Um, yeah, so it's just kind of one of those things where your body is just like, I know what I need to do, but it was. Very, much more painful with Finn as the second, those uterine contractions while breastfeeding. I think I found postpartum to be hard because like you're in this new transition of your life and it's a new phase and there's such a steep learning curve as we're talking about with breastfeeding amongst other things when it comes to becoming a mother that you never expected. So breastfeeding, hormone crashes, lack of sleep, you don't know what you're doing, right? The not knowing is just everyone just, they hand you a baby and they say, here you go, here's your baby. Like, yeah, you can go home now. And you're like, uh, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this baby. Yeah. And you do certain things to prepare yourself. But even by doing classes and reading up and stuff, you still feel a little bit unprepared. Oh, right. Hugely unprepared. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then on top of that, your body is healing and recovering from massive stress and yeah. trauma. Yeah. Um, so there's all of that additional challenges of, well, a lot of women, we've talked about this too before about the, you know, the body image and you know, leaving the hospital and still looking pregnant or being a month postpartum still looking pregnant being four months postpartum, eight months postpartum, and still looking, feeling and looking like they're pregnant instead of having that image of bouncing back and snapping back to your pre-pregnancy body. So the physical healing is really hard, really it's, hard. It is very hard. And I don't think anyone can prepare you for your body not going back to the way it was, mm -hmm. right? Which is like... Every, every woman's body is different and some people do go back and it looks pretty close to what it did before. And that's great. But like for me, totally does not look anything like it used to. And as we've talked before, like that there's an adjustment, right? And it's not going to be in the first month, but that's all part of you becoming a mom. And the mm -hmm. first month is hard because there's such a steep learning curve. And there's so much going on, yeah. right, with your body, as you were saying. And you probably will still have a pouch for a bit, definitely the first month. Or forever. 
yes, still yeah. got my pouch. Well, and the thing is, I think there are a few things that you can do to kind of successfully navigate the first month as best as you can, because <laughs> let's face it, you can prepare all you want, but there's still, you're still kind of going with the flow. You know, the first thing is have a plan, like we kind of talked about last week. Um, have a plan in place, talk to your, your spouse. And if you haven't listened to last week's episode, I definitely suggest you do that. We talked about uh, five discussions you should have with your spouse before your baby arrives. Go listen to that podcast. The other thing you need is you need support. So your spouse has to be, your spouse and you are a team. You need to be working together, but you also need your village. And we've talked about that before too. Parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, other people in. And then the last thing I think you need to do is concentrate on yourself so you can recover. What do you think? So, I mean, I absolutely agree with what you had said, you have said about kind of having to prepare ways to prepare. And like you said, last week's episode, I think was a really great episode to kind of give those discussion points, finding your support and make outlining your need for support, planning, having open lines of communication with your partner. Absolutely. I think there's some preparations that we can do to try and ease these, these challenges and these difficulties that we experience. We can prepare as best we can for the physical healing. If what products to kind of ease your general, like your healing, um, you know, there's those numbing sprays for your vagina. I'm a big fan of witch hazel. You know, there's getting breastfeeding support to help you through those challenges of how to learn with breastfeeding. Now, one thing that I know from my perspective of having preemies is that something that not everyone necessarily goes through but can add additional challenges to to their postpartum experiences is if you have an unhealthy, if your baby is not healthy or your delivery is not normal per se. And when I say, we've talked about this as like, what is a normal birth? Because no birth is actually normal, but there is a standard level of normalcy that most people expect or hope to have when they deliver, either it be a vaginal delivery or a C-section. There are additional challenges that a lot of moms go through and families go through in the postpartum period where if your baby is not healthy, if you have a NICU stay, there's additional doctor's appointments, um, there's additional tests and you know scans that they need to go through and, and the blood work and all those extra things that you, you have to kind of fit into an already chaotic, challenging time of being postpartum. And then fit that in as well, which brings added stress. But going back to how, how can we mitigate and kind of support ourselves in that is, kind of, is trying to be as prepared as we can for the unknown. Because ultimately, birth is very unknown. And yeah, and you can prepare all you want for birth and it just goes whichever way it happens, right? And we've talked about that too, about, you know, birth plans and, and I know it's such a big thing to have your birth plan laid out and what is the best birth plan? We both received the exact same information and advice from ROB and said, it's 
great to have ideas of what you want, but ultimately the best burst plan is to go in and be flexible because yeah. things change all the time. Yeah. It's the ones with the really fancy laid out birth plans that tend to go the complete opposite way. It, it's true, right? You go and you have these great ideas and everything laid out. You have all these things that you want done or not done, but you know, your body and nature has a very different plan. So just go and being flexible, but preparation, having that support in place, having that village, having those open lines of communication so that everybody around you is kind of on the same page can help you overcome these challenges. That's kind of why we're doing what we're doing. (laughs) And that is, we started this podcast so that we can help women like you through their their pregnancy and then into their first year of motherhood. So we developed this podcast to talk about everything that we didn't know when we were pregnant so that you're informed. And then we have also created a bunch of free resources on our website, which is bestlifemomsclub.com. So you can go there, you put your email address in, you get a password and you get all of our free resources and we keep adding to it. And some of the resources are actually worksheets and related to some of our podcasts. And then lastly, we have founded Mummy Mentorship Program. And it is a low cost program that will take you from your third trimester through your first year. There are master classes with guest experts and we have laid out content every month so you know the things you need to know every month from the third trimester through the first year when it pertains to your baby. And you. And you, yes. The master classes are more for, tailored towards the mom and the content is to help the mom know what to do with her baby. So if that's something that would, you know, if you're looking for those free resources to help you prepare or, you know, you're like, oh, a mommy mentorship program, go check us out, bestlifemomsclub.com. You can sign up. The mommy mentorship has not opened, program has not opened yet. We have not opened cart and opened doors yet, but it will be soon. So you're welcome to join our wait list to get all our emails once notifications once we open cart to join the mommy mentorship program. Thank you for listening to this episode of That Pregnancy Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for an upcoming show, we would love to hear from you. You can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. We are at Best Life Moms Club. Until next time.